God and turn to the book of Acts and uh, chapter 15. Acts chapter 15, if you turn there. As we have been uh, looking here through the book of Acts, we are reminded uh, here in the 21st century that uh, uh, things uh, seem to look a little different today in the 21st century. And we have to ask ourselves uh, the question, well, why? Why are things so different? Now, some people might say, well, we are in a different time, in a different culture, but I think we would all agree as we study the book of Acts that the current day churches that we observe seem to be so far removed from biblical Christianity from what we find in the book of Acts. And so what we want to do as a church is we want to be concerned, first of all, with first century Christianity, first century churches, and we have to desire in this church to say we want to be like that. Uh, Because what we want to do is we want simply, we want to continue the work that Jesus Christ started. We don't want to invent something new. Neither can we invent anything better. We just simply have to find out what it is that the church was supposed to do, and then we have to do it ourselves. Now in Acts chapter 15 here, we've seen quite a bit in this chapter. If you remember in the beginning of the chapter, Paul and Barnabas come back from the first missionary journey that they took through the island of Cyprus and then Asia Minor. They went all through the cities and they preached the gospel. Uh, The lives of people were changed and it was just wonderful things that happened. They come back from that journey and they hear from teachers that were from the church in Jerusalem who had gone up and who had said to the believers in Antioch, well, you need to be circumcised and obey the law of Moses. And if you don't do that, you cannot be saved. Well, Paul and Barnabas were concerned because that is false teaching. That is not the gospel. It is another gospel, which is not a gospel at all. And so they go to Jerusalem and they settle the doctrinal case. And so the church, the believers in the church of Jerusalem, they uh, select two men by the name of Judas and Silas and they send them up to the church of Antioch to let the believers know in Antioch that the people that had gone up to Antioch who had said that they had to be circumcised and to keep the law of Moses were not sent as ambassadors of the church of Jerusalem. And so they commended them, exhorted them, and confirmed them in the things that they had already uh, known to be true from the preaching of Paul and Barnabas. And so there is a at the beginning of the chapter a doctrinal conflict that is resolved. And, and by the way, when we think about doctrine... We as believers, we get our doctrine from God's Word. We don't invent our own doctrine. We don't make up our own traditions. We find what we need to believe right from the Word of God. And then we say, all right, we learn it. Now we must contend for it. Now, it's interesting here that as we've seen through the book of Acts, and I've said this repeatedly throughout this study, is that the book of Acts is a record of everything that God wants us to know about the first century churches. Now, We know it's not everything that happened in the first century churches. But it is everything that God wants us to know. Now we come to the end of the chapter and something interesting happens. And as a matter of fact, I've never preached a message on these verses. But, uh, and uh, very seldom I've heard one message preached from this portion of Scripture. But I, I think that it's important for us, first of all, not to ignore any passage of Scripture nor to favor one portion of Scripture above another. We take the whole counsel of God, and here God wants, gives us information about 
another type of conflict that happened in the church. The first one was doctrinal. This one has nothing to do with doctrine at all. Now let's uh, read Acts chapter 15. And notice, let's begin reading in verse 36. Just a few verses here at the end of the chapter. Acts 15 verse 36. The Word of God says, And some days after Paul said unto Barnabas, Let us go again and visit our brethren in every city where we have preached the word of the Lord, and see how they do. And Barnabas determined to take with them John, whose surname was Mark. But Paul thought not good to take him with them, who departed from them from Pamphylia, and went not with them to the work. And the contention was so sharp between them, they, they departed asunder one from the other, and so Barnabas took Mark and sailed unto Cyprus. And Paul chose Silas and departed, being recommended by the brethren unto the grace of God. And he went through Syria and Cilicia, confirming the churches. I want to bring your attention here to verse 39, where the Bible says, And the contention was so sharp between them. Now that's a very strong expression that we find. The contention was so sharp. Now as we see here, we find a, another contentious time. The first one was about the circumcision and the observation of the law of Moses with regards to salvation. That was settled. Now there's another type of contention, but it's not a doctrinal contention. It is what I would refer to as an opinion contention. Paul and Barnabas have different opinions about John Mark. And we'll talk about that. Whether to take him on a missionary journey, on the second missionary with them, or not to take them. Now we're going to find here that the result of this contention was, is going to be that Paul and Barnabas would end up separating. But guess what we find is the work of God continues. And that's really what I'm interested in. And I want to preach this morning on the subject, continuing after strong contention. Continuing after strong contention. Before we begin, I think that we will all admit that in our sinful nature, and by the way, if you are saved, you still have a sinful nature. You still have a natural inclination to do the wrong thing. I think we will all acknowledge that our sinful nature is always trying to find a way as a justification to stop serving God or based upon what somebody has done or somebody has said, an opportunity for us to justify ourselves and as a result for the work of God to be hindered. And here when we look at this passage, we see the Bible says that the contention was so sharp and yet when it's all said and done, they're still serving God. And so I am interested for us, since God gives us this record, I'm interested in what we can learn from what happened here in the first century in the church in Antioch and see how we can continue even after strong contention. Let me help you with something. Sometimes conflicts cannot be resolved. And by the way, here when we're looking at this passage, we're not talking about a doctrinal disagreement. 
We're not talking about a doctrinal debate. We're talking about an opinion whether to take John Mark on a missionary journey or not. That's the point of the contention. And so we're not dealing with doctrinal differences. We're dealing with a difference of opinion, a, a difference of, if you would, the application of uh, wisdom, you could say. Is there wisdom in taking John Mark or is it a lack of wisdom to take John Mark? And so this is a debate, a dispute between them. And yet, it's not, as far as we know in all the scripture, this contention is not going to be resolved. As a matter of fact, the Bible doesn't tell us, well, Paul was right, Barnabas was wrong, or Barnabas was right and Paul was wrong. We don't see that. We see contention, and yet we see them afterwards continuing in the work of God. This is what I want us to learn from this passage. If you don't get anything, get this. The work of God is much more important than our feelings and opinions. The work of God is much more important than our feelings and our opinions. The result of this, we might say, here is contention. The work of God continues. So let's see what we can learn. Now, let me say here, the conflict is over a man. His name is John Mark. Uh, the Bible mentions here, in verse 37, and Barnabas determined to take with them John, whose surname was Mark. Now, what I wanted to do here is to begin by establishing, first of all, what we know about John Mark. And then through the message, what we learn about him in the future. When we get here to um, uh, Acts chapter 15, verse 36 through 41, what do we know so far about John Mark? Pretend for just a moment, we, we don't know the rest of the New Testament. We don't know what's going to happen with John Mark. Let's think about what we know about him thus far. Go back with me to Acts chapter 12. Acts chapter 12. Uh, notice with me verse 12. Acts 12 verse 12. The Bible says here, And when he had considered the thing, he came to the house of Mary, the mother of John, whose surname was Mark. The same thing we find in Exodus chapter 15 whose surname was Mark, where many were gathered together praying. Now notice here, so what we learn is that Peter comes to the house of Mary, the mother of John, whose surname was Mark. So here is what we know about so far John Mark. There is a gathering of believers in the first century church, a gathering of the believers in the house of Mary. The house of Mary... Mary had a son, and his name was John Mark. And so understand that John Mark, so far as we know in the book of Acts, is that he is part of the group of believers in the first century. Uh, the house that he lives in has been used to assemble believers in the first century. And no doubt, you know, John Mark being at the forefront, this is the house of his mother, that he would have you know, a position, this is his house, he feels more comfortable there. And so that's what we know about John Mark. He is involved in the church. That, that's all we know. We don't know anything here about his character or about any position that he has. We know it's the church is meeting in his house, his mother's house. If we proceed to down to verse 25 of the same chapter, Acts 12, 25, or verse 24. But the word of God grew and multiplied, and Barnabas and Saul returned from Jerusalem when they had fulfilled their ministry and took with them John, whose surname was Mark. So, uh, what we learn here is that Barnabas and Saul, they go from Jerusalem 
when they have fulfilled their ministry, and they take with them, now the church had been meeting in the house of Mary, the mother of John Mark, they take with them John Mark, who was a believer there, who was evidently active in the church, and who up to this point had showed himself in some part worthy to go with both Barnabas and Saul and to help them in this ministry. So that's what we know so far. We go to Acts chapter 13. Now, in Acts chapter 13, God moves in the church of Antioch and He calls Barnabas and Paul to go and to take the first missionary journey, which they will. And then we read in verse 4 of Acts 13, verse 4 and 5. So they, being sent forth by the Holy Ghost, departed unto Seleucia, and from thence they sailed to Cyprus. And when they were at Salamis... They preached the word of God in the synagogue of the Jews, and they had also they had um, had also John to their minister. So here, remember chapter twelve, John Mark. The church was meeting in his mother's house. Paul and Barnabas took them with him for the ministry, and then when they launch out on the first missionary journey, they take John Mark with them on this first missionary journey. So far, so good. But notice with me Acts 13, verse 13. Now, when Paul and his company loosed from Paphos, they came to Perga and Pamphylia. Now, if you remember, if you look at a map, you have Antioch of Syria, the coast of, you could say, Israel. Syria is north of Galilee. You have the Mediterranean Sea. They had sailed over to the island of Cyprus. They had ministered on the island of Cyprus, and then they sailed northward to Asia Minor, which is Pamphylia. Now, when they leave Cyprus and arrive in Asia Minor, Acts 13, verse 13, they arrived in Perga and Pamphylia, which is a coastal city. And John, verse 13, departing from them, returned to Jerusalem. So what we know now, there is no no criticism here. The Bible just lays out a fact. When they arrived in Perga and Pamphylia... They were going to go travel through Asia Minor to preach the gospel and to establish churches. When they arrived there, John forsook them. He left. He went back to Jerusalem where? Where his home was. Where the church had been meeting. Now, Paul and Barnabas continue. They go through Asia Minor. They preach the gospel from city to city. They establish local churches. They go back through every city on their journey back. They finally arrived back at Antioch, and they had to deal with a doctrinal problem in the church, uh, and then, so that was resolved. The church of Jerusalem sent some ambassadors, Judas and Silas, to confirm and to comfort the believers in Antioch. And so now, uh, Paul and Barnabas feel, well, we need to go revisit those churches. <coughs> and John Mark comes at the forefront, and Barnabas wants to take John, and Paul says, no. And in our passage, we know why Paul doesn't want to take them. Because notice with me in Acts uh, 15. Verse 38. But Paul thought not good to to take him with them, who departed from them from Pamphylia, and went not with them to the work. So Paul basically says, he left in the middle of the work. Now here, what is interesting is that the work was the whole traveling and then coming back. And in the middle of this, and it really was towards the beginning, John left. Have you ever um, decided to do a project with somebody and uh, maybe it was uh, putting a fence together or doing a house project and, and you enlisted somebody to come and help you and, 
and uh, somebody says, well, I'll, I'll help you, I'll help you. And, and, so, and then they get to this, uh, to this place where you begin to do the work and then they, they just kind of start and then all of a sudden they just leave in the middle of the work. The job is not done, but they, they leave and we don't know if there's, there's any reason for John Mark that he gave. He, he just goes back home and he, he stops the work. And so Paul says, I don't think we should take John Mark again. We were in the middle of the work and he left. Barnabas wants to take him. Now, I want to give you three points here very quickly from this passage as we think about the contention over John Mark. First of all, we notice the concern for the work of God. In verse 36 of our text, something happens here before we find the contention. Verse 36, Some days after Paul said unto Barnabas, Let us go again and visit our brethren in every city where we have preached the word of the Lord and see how they do. <clears throat> the first thing we find here is that Paul was motivated out of concern for all the believers and the churches that had been established in all the cities. Now, if you remember, we, we may tend to forget, but most of the places where Paul went, he faced persecution. When he was in Antioch, in Pisidia, he was kicked out of the city. When he went to uh, Lystra and Perga, we know he was left for dead. He was stoned and left for dead. And so we know that Paul has faced opposition, but here he is. He knows the, the life of those new believers and those new churches that many of them are living and those churches have been established in the midst of persecution. And so Paul is concerned for them. And by the way, anybody would be. How are they doing? They didn't have the uh, access to online and and Facebook and website. They didn't know how those churches were doing. They didn't even have the basic phone. And so they would have no way of finding out how those believers were doing and how those churches were doing. And so Paul, he, he basically, the concern for the work of God here, we think about the perception of the work. He wants to go. Paul perceived the need to check on those new believers who are newly established. By the way, which tells us here that the work of God is not just about seeing people saved, although that's where it begins. The work of God is about continuing and encouraging and developing and maturing those who have already been saved to encourage them to continue in the faith. Because often they can be discouraged, and particularly this time, in the face of persecution. But then we see not only the perception of the work, but we also see the organization for the work. In verse 37, so notice here what happens. There is a need to go back and revisit those believers and those churches. And so they began to assemble a team for this journey back through the cities they had preached the word of the Lord. Now, I think here the, the reason why I'm making the point is that the church learned to organize themselves around the work of God. There is a whole lot of organizing going on in churches. But there is not a whole lot of organizing going on around the work of God. Isn't that truth? Today, churches are involved in everything imaginable. But the work of God. What's the work of God? The preaching of the gospel, the establishing of new churches, uh, the developing and the maturing of the believers so that they in turn can go on and establish churches. The multiplication of the work of God. That's what we're talking about. 
And so they organized themselves. Now, we know that because verse 37 said, Barnabas determined to take with them John. So there's the need of the work of God. And so now the church organizes themselves and they form a team. And in this uh, organizing, Barnabas says, well, you know, let's John Mark. And so they probably had different people that they selected. And at the point where Barnabas says, the Bible says he determined, he really wanted to take John Mark with him. And so he signed him up on the team. And that is going to be the point of contention between Paul and Barnabas. So we see the concern for the work of God, but then secondly, we see the contention in the work of God. So what is the contention? The contention, the Bible says, was so sharp between them. Now, this lets us know a few things about this dispute. First of all, John Mark, John Mark was the point of disagreement. This is not a doctrinal disagreement. This is not a disagreement over... Right? Uh, well, uh, somebody has sinned. Let's just kind of uh, throw the sin under the rug. Forget about it. That's not what we're talking about here. It's really a disagreement over John Mark, whether we should take him or not. He is not even the main preacher. He is just a minister of Barnabas and Paul. So John Mark was the point of disagreement. Secondly, as they reasoned, they became more convinced by their own opinion than the opinion of the other. In other words, if you notice the language of uh, verse 38, but Paul thought not good to take, with, uh, to take him with them. And so this is what happened. Barnabas came to Paul and says, hey, uh, let's take John Mark. And Paul said, no, we're not taking John Mark. Okay, so that's uh, contention. They disagree. But then the Bible says, after initially, when Paul thought not good to take, with them, uh, to take him with them, now notice he thought, Barnabas determined to take him. He was determined. And, and, and Paul thought not good. So they disagree. Notice. Who departed from them from Pamphylia and went not with them to the work. And verse 39. And the contention was so sharp between them that they departed a, asunder. So as they reasoned, they probably debated. They had a dispute. Why we should take John Mark or why we should not take John Mark. And so both of Barnabas and Saul, they were convinced by their own opinion than in the opinion of the other over John Mark. We also know, based on the passage, that there is no point of resolve between them. How do we know that? Because they both go their separate ways. Now notice, Barnabas and John Mark are going to go to the island of Cyprus, which is a place where they had been. And Paul, he skips over that. He goes right to... Um, Pamphylia, where they had been also. And so there is no point of resolve between them. And as a matter of fact, in all of the scripture, we don't find anywhere where they came and said, all right, let's reconcile and make this things right and said, let's see if there's no point of that. We also see here that they chose to separate over this contention. But notice the separation. It was not the separation and they all said, I quit. No. The separation was, well, we're going to serve God over here, and you serve God over here. You see, what happens often in the contention is everybody quits. The work of God does not move forward. Why? Because everybody's offended. Well, they didn't listen to my opinion and my ideas. The work of God is more important than the opinions here. Now, I want to get into the contention here in the work of God because 
I want to talk about the case from Paul's perspective and then the case from Barnabas' perspective. Now, this is, I, I don't want to do, I, I don't want to say here who's right and who's wrong. The Bible doesn't say here. But there are some reasons given. Paul shares the reasons why he, he doesn't want to take John Mark. And actually, when we look at Barnabas, there's not really a specific reason enumerated here in the scriptures why John Mark should be taken. The Bible says he just really wants to take him. So I'll just as go as far as, now, if there is a choice as to far who is right, I would say that Paul's right. Now, that's just my opinion. I'm not saying here that anybody is right or I'm making a statement what God thinks. I'm just saying based on what we find here in our text. Now, let me give you the reasons why. Here's the case from Paul's perspective. Here's what, why Paul does not want to take John Mark. Number one, because John's Mar- John Mark's departure was premature. If you notice, uh, he mentions uh, verse 38. But Paul thought not good to take him with them who departed from them from Pamphylia. And so Paul goes back and says, Now, do you remember the journey we just went on? We were not done. And John Mark, he departed prematurely in the middle of the work. That's Paul's thoughts. That's Paul's opinion here. John Mark's departure was premature. He should not have left us. And then secondly, John Mark's priority was different because he mentions at the end of verse 38, and he went not with them to the work. Ah. So see, what what was, remember, uh, go back to Acts 13. Paul and Barnabas were called to the work. And so they signed up some other people in the church to what? To do the work. They went on the journey to do the work. The work was not done. And so here what Paul is saying is he went not with them to the work. He didn't finish the work. And so he's saying that John Mark had another priority than the work of God. We don't know what that priority was. And by the way, it could have been illegitimate. Let's say maybe his his mother was sick. We don't know. Maybe he was tired of traveling. The Bible doesn't tell us. But here Paul says John Mark's priority are different. He left us in the middle of the work. He had something that was more important to him than the work of God. So, that's Paul's first two reasons. So, his departure was premature. His priority was different. But also, John Mark, I I think here it's evident in the scripture, it's not stated explicitly by Paul, but I believe here that John Mark needed to develop a faithful testimony. Now, the reason why I say that is, obviously, when they took him the first time, it's because he probably had a good testimony. But now he quit in the middle of the work. Now, the reason why I say that is because notice what uh, verse 40 says. And Paul chose Silas and departed, why? Being recommended by the brethren unto the grace of God. So the Bible says, now, the reason why Paul chose Silas is because he was recommended by the church of Jerusalem. So the Bible makes that point to say, well, the reason why Paul took Silas is because he was recommended, but John Mark apparently did not have the recommendation anymore. So that's the case from Paul's perspective. Paul says, look, his departure was premature. His priorities are different. And if he's going to go with us, he really probably should develop a faithful testimony. It's not that God can't use him, but maybe... Let's, let's develop the recommendation so then when he is recommended by the church, then everybody in the church, then, you know, he can, he can come with us. Now, here's the case from Barnabas' perspective. 
Verse 37. And Barnabas determined to take with them John, whose surname was Mark. That's it. That's all I could find. Why did Barnabas want to take John Mark? Well, that's all we find here. Now, I want you to turn with me to Colossians chapter 4. Colossians chapter 4. We get a little bit of insight here. Why was Barnabas so intent of taking John Mark? Colossians chapter 4. <clears throat> Notice with me verse 10. Colossians 4 verse 10. Aristarchus, my fellow prisoner, saluteth you. And Marcus, that's John Mark, sister's son to Barnabas, touching whom ye receive commandments, if ye come unto you, receive him. So here's what we learn. John Mark is Barnabas' nephew. That's what we learn. So why did Barnabas want to take John Mark? I don't know, but he was his nephew. So pastor, what are you saying? I'm just saying that maybe Paul probably thought that the only reason why Barnabas wanted to take John Mark is because he's his nephew, not because he has a good record of being faithful to the work and he has a faithful testimony, but just because he's a relative. Now, let me, John Mark is going to be recommended by Paul later. John Mark is not written off the slate. I'm just saying to us that the opinion between those two men, I think that Barnabas, probably his opinion, his opinion was maybe veiled by the fact that John Mark was his nephew. You know, I think that we, we all have this sense in us that, you know, you know, when we think about our own family and our own children, we are lesser, less quick to see what they're doing wrong than all the other kids are. It's just, it's just right. It's part of human nature. You know, you, you have a band of kids and they're all playing outside and then something goes wrong and you, you think to yourself, well, it's probably another kid, but not mine. It's just something about that. And look, that's just natural. There's not necessarily anything wrong with it. But the truth is sometimes your, your perception is a little veiled. Why? Because of the relationship. Now, the contention in the work of God is over opinions. Paul's perspective and Barnabas' perspective. I would tend to lean, if I was in the church, I'm not, but if I was in the church, I would tend to lean probably on Paul's side. It seems that Paul has more logical and reasonable arguments than Barnabas does. But the truth is, I actually don't really want to emphasize that. Why? Because the result of this is going to be what? One team, two teams. Aren't two teams better than one? Now, perhaps Barnabas, because he was closer to John Mark, he was able to observe. Maybe he had a conversation with John Mark. The Bible doesn't tell us where John Mark said, I really feel bad for leaving. And, I, and, and he, he felt bad and repented of that. That's a possibility. We don't know. And perhaps maybe Paul wasn't privy to it. The point is we don't know, but the point is the result of that is wonderful. The work of God continues and the missionary team from being one is divided in two so they can do more for God. So, we see the concern for the work of God and the contention in the work of God, but lastly, we see the continuation of the work. Now, 
Verse 39, the contention was so sharp between them that they departed asunder one from the other, and so Barnabas took Mark and sailed into Cyprus. Now, they had already been there. So what's going to happen is Paul chose Silas and departed being recommended by the brethren to the grace of God, and he went through Syria and Cilicia confirming the churches. And so uh, Barnabas and um, John Mark concentrated on the island of Cyprus, and Paul and Silas went in Asia Minor, went back to those cities, uh, Antioch, uh, Perga, uh, Lystra, Derby. they went back to uh, Iconium, they went back to those cities where the churches had been established that had faced persecution. And so the work of God continues. Now, the result here is not explicitly stated, but it is observed. Right? So the statements I'm going to make here is not that the Bible says those things whereby I'm making those statements, but th- these statements are observed in the record of Acts and throughout the New Testament. Here is the first observation. First of all, we observe the missionary team dividing into two teams. That's just what we observe. Now, we have to say two are better than one. You can do more. Paul now, he doesn't have to go to Cyprus because Barnabas and John Mark are going there. That will save him time on the journey and money, and so he'll be able to go northward. And so we observe the missionary team dividing into two teams. More could be accomplished with two teams than with one team. And so we have to say, after the contention, the result is productive. Productivity. And that's a good thing. Secondly, we observe that John Mark... Now this is important. John Mark was not personally hurt over the contention... John Mark was not personally hurt by this contention over him. You see, he learned, I believe he learned from it, and actually later would become profitable to the ministry. Turn with me to 2 Timothy chapter 4. Now, we know that this letter was written after this happened. Why? Because when Paul writes to Timothy, Timothy is a pastor, Paul did not... Uh, take Timothy with them until journey number two. So, Timothy is not in the picture yet when this contention happened. Now later, 2 Timothy chapter 4, notice verse 11. This is Paul. He's writing to Timothy. And notice what he says, 2 Timothy 4, 11. Only Luke is with me. Take Mark and bring him with thee, for he is profitable to me for the ministry. So Paul, evidently down the line... Now, John Mark has been able to establish a testimony, a faithful pattern in his life. And so that tells us that, number one, John Mark was not personally hurt over the contention. Well, why are they arguing over me? And why, Paul, why does Paul think that I... Man, that's, that's just hurtful. Apparently, he got over it. Apparently, he got over it. Because later Paul says, he's good. He'll be profitable for the ministry. And so, he would learn from this, and he would become profitable for the ministry. There's a third thing we observe, and that is we observe that the sharp contention ultimately was not carried into the ministry of either Paul and Barnabas. The contention 
ultimately was not carried into the ministry of either Paul or Barnabas. You don't find it in this brought up any, anywhere else. It's not brought up. They don't seek to resolve it. Disagreement? Yes. Based on each one's perspective? Yes. Not a doctrinal issue. Not a sin issue. Just what would be best for the work of God. That's it. They didn't bring that with them. You know, there are some people who often they may contend and have opinions and disagreements. But sometimes they'll carry that with them day after day after day, month after month after month, year after year after year, and they can never get over it. And that's not what we find here. What does that tell us? The work of God is much more important than our opinions and our feelings. We must agree with that. We are always looking for a way to be sometimes offended. Where is the next place where I can be offended? Where is the next place where I can find a disagreement? And often we may use those things to justify why we will not serve God. And we don't see all along it's just because we're simply selfish. And we use the contention with others as a way to justify our selfishness. Well, I've been hurt. Who hasn't been? Who hasn't been hurt? Who hasn't had a disagreement? Who hasn't had a different opinion? We have to get to the place where we stop looking at ourselves and be concerned with what we want in our opinion and say, well, God's more important than me. And His work is much greater than any one individual. So I'm just going to stay focused on God. And guess what? God will use this. God will use this contention. And we'll just keep serving God. You know what? Look, I'm sure after they look back, and look, we were able to do more. We were able to do more for God because of the contention. So in the end, contention, but in the end, God is glorified. And the work of God is moving forward. Why do we have this? Why would God let, let us know this here, right here in the middle of Acts? Middle of the book of Acts. Difference of opinion between Paul and Barnabas. Two, two godly men. They both led the church of Antioch and established that church. And it was probably, and by the way, Antioch would become the center for world evangelism. Strong. And that church was formed by Paul and Barnabas. Two godly men. Difference of opinion. God and His work are more important than me. And so may we determine the same in our lives. Who, who are we? Who are we? To try to find anything in our lives that we can just grab so that we don't have to serve God. And say, well, I'm more important and the world needs to revolve around me. No, no. The world needs to revolve around God and the work of the church needs to revolve around God and His priorities. So we have to set our feelings and our priorities aside for God. So may the Lord help us with that. Simple, simple message, but I believe really helpful for us if we're going to be like the first century churches and believers.